Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today as we talk about growing through connecting. It's the connections we make, the people that we spend the time really truly connecting with that help us grow the most. Sometimes we find later on that those people weren't necessarily people we wanted to have in our life. But most of the time we make these amazing connections and they help us be the person that we are. They help us make the difference that only we can make. That is what comes and that's how we grow through connecting. Thanks for joining with me here today as we are on Thriving Entrepreneur. I am your host, Steve Kidd, third generation minister, international best-selling author of, at this current recording, 22 books. I'm working on nine other really fun ones that I can't wait to bring out to you guys. And I love working with people, helping them learn how to live and how to thrive in all that they do. We're in the process of renaming the company Zeraz. Zeraz is a spiritual transformation that is the catalyst for change in everything that it touches. And we want you to be a part of that, to help you make that difference that you were created to make in this world. That's what we're all here for, is just to reach out and touch somebody else. That's why this episode is so important and so impactful for me. Because growing through connecting is the number one piece of what we all should be about every day, all day. Now, what does growing mean? Well, it means just simply being a little bit better you than you were yesterday or even five minutes ago. And I guess, and of course, connecting means really actually being involved with getting to know, being vulnerable, being, I love this phrase, vulnerable and valuable in the world that you're along. And now it doesn't mean that you have to do some really hugely big, giant, ginormous kind of a thing where, you know, you see somebody in need and you cure their cancer and that's connecting. It could be simple, simple. It could be something as simple as reaching out and giving a nice smile to the cashier who's having a bad day, tipping the kid behind the counter at some fast food restaurant who's never received a tip. They don't even have a space on the receipt for you to tip them. And you say, this is for you today. I remember one time I was in a drugstore of all places. Um, at one point there, I was doing a lot of grocery shopping at the drugstore. Uh, don't judge me. I was single, living all by myself. So, you know, anyway, that's a whole different story for another time. But I was there, and I reached in my wallet, and I had paid for the thing, and I saw a $20 bill there. And I reached in, and I took it out, and I handed it to the girl, and I said, lunch is on me. There's only two or three people here in the whole store. And so, you know, I knew that I could buy them a pizza for that 20 bucks 
you know, depending on the special they went, they got and whether they went and picked it up, they might have even been able to get a couple of pizzas. What a great way to connect. You see, we grow, we become better people when we reach out and connect with others. And other people's lives are better in those most simple of connectings, in those wishing happy birthdays on Facebook. Does that ever come up for you and you're like, eh, I'm not going to wish that, you know, I don't really know that person. They're a quote-unquote Facebook friend, right? But, you know, to take the time to send even a generic happy birthday, it's so impactful. Sometimes you never know whose life it really can impact and change. So today I've got three really great guests, and we're going to talk about growing through connecting and looking at it at several different angles so that we can all come together, we can grow, we can connect, and we can live our lives as a thriving entrepreneur. With that said, let's jump right in to our first guest. Join me in welcoming Robert Glazer. Hey, Robert, how are you doing today? Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here with us today. To kick us off, tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Uh, yeah, so I uh, have a few different um, faces. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a, a husband, father of three kids. Um, I started a company called Acceleration Partners, which has grown to uh, over over 300 people. Uh, and in the process of doing that, started kind of a newsletter and writing about culture and the way that we worked that was a little bit different. And so I ended up writing uh, six books along the way. So I, I spend my time now uh, less operationally in the business, but uh, as chairman of the board and 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 doing kind of writing and speaking on on uh, on aspects of of leadership. I love that. I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're just kind of kicking back and taking a casual in life now. (laughs) Uh, Not super casual, but maybe from 100 miles an hour to more around the speed limit. Oh, well, there you go. So um, talk to us a little bit about the work that you're doing now um, and especially the kind of impact you like making on people's lives. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time the last couple of years around a framework called capacity building. My first book, Elevate, was kind of built on this around how how we get better and how we kind of show up and perform at a higher level. And my latest book, uh, Elevate Your Team, uh, takes that capacity, same capacity building framework and talks about how do we build it into uh, an organization uh, and and sort of have have companies that grow uh, because their team is growing. Um, I, I think that leadership is one of the biggest, uh, forms of, of positive or negative change that, that we could have. And I, and I, and I love companies and I love growing companies, but I think growing companies have done a lot of damage (laughs) to people in the last 10 years, um, because they haven't kind of brought people along with them. It's just been about, Hey, grow and break all the people along the way. So, uh, my latest book is kind of a framework for companies to think, think differently around, again, how do, how do they grow their business by first growing their people and then uh, ha- having them be able to ride that wave and not be be drowned by it? So, uh, and I, you know, I'm curious too, in that process, do you talk also about the kind of breaking that we do to ourselves first and then it kind of spills out on other people? Yeah, the, the the framework is 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 four elements of capacity, how we get better. So it's spiritual, intellectual, physical, and emotional. Spiritual being make sure we're clear, not religious about our core values and what we want and what we do well. In, intellectual is how we learn, plan, execute with discipline, kind of how we get better and improve our operating system. 
physical is how we improve our kind of mental and, and physical health. And then emotional is how do we, how do we interact and relate with the world around us and focus on the things that we control and not the things that we don't control. So uh, I, I think, you know, every leader needs to look inward first. And I think when they see a lot of those improvements, then, then inevitably they, they kind of think about, all right, well, how do I build a team where we focus on building leaders and improving leadership? And again, that's, that, that's the way that we can grow. We've had a lot of, uh, steroid growth, I think in our business and leadership world, that was probably driven by almost a decade of, of, of free money that, that, that hit a lot of mistakes. Mm, I love that. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about that. When a person has become, and I'm just going to use this phrase, addicted to the steroids, uh, yeah. what do they need to do to both take responsibility for their own lives, but then kind of wean themselves back into that really taking responsibility for their own lives? Yeah, I think, look, growth is is great, but I think growth should be the outcome of positive inputs. Uh, and, and so we think a lot about what growth has been. It has been, I just like want to get to this place and I don't care about how many things I break along the way versus I want to do a lot of things right that are healthy and good decisions and positive and learning. And then because of that, I start to grow and that my organization starts to grow. So I think we just need to like totally inverse the the equation and realize that like, if we do the right things, we will have the right kind of growth. If we just commit to kind of grow it just that that to me is the the hollow growth I, my, my analogy is if nasa said that we were going to put uh, a, a a crew and, and a shuttle uh, on mars and um if you think about the moon mission and they flew the thing to mars and it got there and they opened it up and everyone was dead i don't think people would be like celebrating <laughs> that mission as a success but when we think about companies over the last five or ten years we've that kind of is what we've celebrated. Yeah, it really kind of is. And, uh, you know, we look at the fortune 100 companies and then we, you know, all try to come compete to try to be in that. Um, what's a better way. I mean, what should our goal be if, cause we want to grow, but we want to do it the right way. What, what should our mindset and our goals be? Yeah. I, I, again, I think it's this, this sort of what, what is the reason or what is the why? I think that organizations and people do need to grow uh, in order to not remain stagnant, right? You don't see a lot of things that haven't changed in 10 years that have a kind of healthy position and a, and, a, and a, you know, unless it's a prime piece of real estate and a great like lobster place, you know, but that's not, that's not most kind of modern uh, businesses. Um, but I, I just think we need to understand kind of what we're looking to do a little bit, the why, not look around and read all the number. I mean, we we see a lot of, uh, unfortunately, look, venture capital is a certain type of model. And it's a model where out of every 10 businesses, one will be incredibly successful, one will be okay, a double or, and, and, and the other eight will fail. And we tend to see and celebrate that emulation of that one out of 10, or maybe that one out of 100. And thinking like that is the only way to build a business is to just grow like crazy and lose a lot of money. And I, it, you know, it's more the exception than the rule. To me, that's a little bit like, you know, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, like, you know, 
they, they kind of like it's one in a million talent and 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 if everyone else quit school and tried to become the next Michael Jordan or LeBron James like it wouldn't work out very well for them so uh I, I think we're chasing some false kind of idols there and again I think if you think about developing doing it for the right reason saying look we are going to add to our products, build our people. We're going to do this. And we really hope that by doing all of that, we are going to grow 20 to 25% this year. That's very different than saying like, we're going to grow 25% this year and then kind of building backwards into that uh, or just making that the goal, no matter how many problems it causes along the way. Sometimes the decision the last couple of years is not to grow or is to shrink or to clean up some stuff or fix it. Um, and, and again, as much as I think we all need growth in the long term it, it it it's not always just kind of growth for growth sakes so we elevate our team um and you talked about the basic elements of it but if you could do me a favor and pick one uh kind of like i'm asking you to pick your favorite kid yeah and just kind of uh give us a little bit more detail on how we could really effectively add that into how we're elevating our team sure yeah, I, I think in the context of a team, if I think about something like intellectual capacity, you know, this would be creating a learning organization. So, you know, getting people on the organization focused on on learning and growth, uh, both personally and professionally, whether that is education reimbursements, a book club, a podcast club, you know, a little task force to come together, discuss new ideas. Like, I, I, I think it's just, you know, the type of organization that pushes people to think and grow and learn and just espouses that in all areas of their life. Like, you know, we, we let people take, if they want to go take Spanish classes. Great. Um, we don't, might not know directly how that relates to their work, but then usually it does. Cause if it's something that people are passionate about, then they try to bring it into their workplace. I think, you know, that, that contrasts with a workplace that's just focused on what needs to be done today and, and getting it done and the operations and the processes and not about, kind of learning or getting better. So I, I think inherently a kind of healthy growth organization and one that's embracing that is creating a culture of learning and a culture of feedback where people are trying to figure out how to do things better and learn from their mistakes and, you know, do it a little bit differently next time. You used a really powerful word there and that's the word feedback. Um, and there's two sides to that a coin. You, first of all, you got to have that culture of feedback and let people do it. But then you actually have to accept it, maybe even yeah. three then, and then you got to do something about it, you know, and not just be like, thanks for telling me. And then, you know, I'm going to stay the same way I was. <laughs> no, exactly. Look, most companies I have found do not teach feedback, both how to give it or how to receive it. Uh, and therefore people really don't know how to do it. And as you said, I think, look, we probably focus more on giving feedback than receiving feedback. So just a couple rules I've seen for receiving feedback. One, make it really clear you're open to it and the doors kind of open to it. Two, when people are speaking or giving you that feedback, um, don't say anything. <laughs> just listen and try to respond. People can see if you are trying to sort of formulate a response while you're listening or kind of prepare your defense as the prosecution is is delivering their case and, and and rather than just genuinely listening. And then finally, it's just thank the people, thank them for doing, it. you don't have to agree with it. I think give yourself some time to process it. Again, it might, it might not be true. You might not agree with it, but if you want those people coming to you, I always say like, as soon as they get a sense of defensiveness around it, you know, that will be the last time they come to you and they'll just tell other people this stuff. So if you want them to come to you, then you need to be very 
kind of, you know, clear that you're open to it and that you're listening and then people feel like coming to you with feedback was a, was a positive experience. I love that. Tell us a little bit more about the book and how we can get it. Sure. As I said, uh, Elevate Your Team is, I, I think it's kind of a new playbook for leaders and leadership who want to get back to growth, but in a way that's a little more people-centric um, growth rather than um, just growth for growth's sake. And uh, it's available everywhere uh, books are sold. It's just won Globy's Best uh, Business Book Award for 2013 uh, this morning. Uh, and you can find it at robertglazer.com uh, uh, or EYT, like elevateyourteambook.com. I love that. Um, and the people that want to work in more detail with you, um, would they go to those same websites or? Yeah, you go to robertglazer.com. You can find my weekly Friday Ford newsletter, which goes to a couple hundred thousand people in over a hundred countries, um, books and my podcast, the Elevate Podcast. I love that. Well, before I let you go, give us some uh, some words of encouragement. Give us just a little teaching on how we can help elevate our team. Yeah, I, look, I, there, there, there are two people. You think about New Year's resolutions. I, I think people get overwhelmed with, I got to go change kind of all of these things or do everything differently. One of the things the book does is it kind of lays out, like, what is just one thing I can do tomorrow? And I can build off that. And the 1% and the 1% and the 1%. Uh, I, I, I think actually the people who tend to commit to these holistic sweeping changes often make less change than the people who are just willing to go make one thing a little bit better tomorrow and then something a little bit better the next day. So again, this can, this can start, uh, very, very easy, uh, and does not mean you have to go change everything in your life or your business all at once. Perfect. Well, Robert, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thanks for having me. Capacity building and elevating. What a great way to grow your company through connecting, through building up the people that are in your organization. Such an amazingly great way to make a difference in other people's lives and to live as a thriving entrepreneur. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. Hi, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you... I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskStevekid.com and schedule a time to talk today. Steve, welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about growing through connecting. 
In the first segment, we talked about capacity building, about the book Elevate, about how we can grow and elevate the people that are in our business and make life a better place. We want to continue on talking about growing through connecting and the things that we can do to connect with others and help us be the best us that we can be. And then, of course, live as a thriving entrepreneur. With that said, let's jump in to our next guest. Join me in welcoming Michelle Tillis Letterman. How are you doing today, Michelle? I'm doing great, Steve. And I got your name right. Yay for me. All right. <laughs> um, tell us first a little bit about you and how you show up in this world. Well, oh God, there's so much to tell. And, and it, you know, one of those um, what do you do questions is the worst one because I can't answer what I do. But I love the how you show up in the world. And I show up. Um, with energy and a positive attitude and hopefully a pet nearby because I'm an animal lover. <laughs> oh, well, then let's just talk about our animals the whole time. What kind of animal do you have? I have two dogs, but um, if you go, uh, and I can actually share this with you on show notes, but I have a little album called Me and the Animals and I have bottle-fed Siberian tigers and ridden on elephants and um, been like jumped by wolves and fell into a mud pile with wolves on top of me and a huge smile on my face. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'll show you some pictures of my little dog too. Um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about the things you do in the world. So what kind of stuff do you do for business? I think if I heard correctly, you have a new book. My latest book is called The Connector's Advantage, Seven Mindsets to Increase Your Influence and Impact. And that's really what I want to do and bring into the world is to enable um, a more connected world, really. And, and it shows up in a lot of ways because, you know, we can connect to ourselves, our personal brand, our, our message. We can connect to our team, our network. We can create a connected culture in, in the organizations that we're in. But for me, connection is the through line because whatever it is that we're doing, we're going to get there faster, easier, and often with a better result through our connections and our relationships. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's nice when we have spouses or people that are really close to us, but sometimes, especially the last few years, we've felt a little isolated, maybe don't have people directly in our lives. How do we make connections then? You know, it's so interesting. I was talking to somebody earlier today about uh, a, a new talk I wrote earlier this year because of exactly that problem. And it's called Intentional Connection in a Hybrid World. And in the past, we had so many kind of serendipitous opportunities to have a water cooler moment or pass somebody or be at a conference and run into somebody. And we don't have that as much anymore. Even though we, we have kind of gone back to the office, it's only part time. And we're still living a lot of our lives, you know, remotely. So we really do need to have intention and to build connection into our agendas and into our goals even. Um, finding those ways to create water cooler moments and connecting with the broader um, community that you don't necessarily come across to every day in your course of work. Oh, I love that. So what are some keys to really connecting with people? Not just that superfluous, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, but really connecting with people. So I talk about three major shifts that we need to make to move from like this networking idea to relationship networking or truly connecting. And the first, and I think the, the only one that you really need to embrace 
well, actually you need to brace all three, but the, the, if you leave with one idea, it is this shift from talking about work to talking about anything, because we don't connect on what we do. We connect on what we like to do, our common causes and passions and interests and dreams and people and places and values and causes. And what happened when we started the call, you said, you know, how do you show up in the world? And I said, you know, with animals. And that is my heart and passion. And we started talking about it because that makes a conversation people want to be involved in. And then the rest will follow. So that's shift number one. Shift number two is from a short-term to a long-term perspective. You know, we don't want to think about connecting and networking for need. We want to think about building the relationships they want to and get to because those are the ones that will sustain and maintain. And then the third shift is from, it's all about me. And be careful not to just flip the switch and say it's all about them because that's just, it's all about me in reverse. But it's all about the relationship and the exchange and what I like to call the dance between two people. Oh, I like that. Can you explain a little bit more uh, in detail about the, it's all about them is just, it's all about me in reverse. So a lot of times when we're going out to make connections, we're thinking about, well, why am I here? What do I need? What am I trying to accomplish? What are my goals? And like, it's very strategic. And when you are being very strategic, you are focused on you and your goals. That's all about me. If you are solely, it's all about them then they are being put in the position of it's all about me. So we need both parties to be in that dance to make sure that we are not just taking information in, but we're also sharing it. And that there's an exchange in both directions so that we can both learn you know, about this person, find those points of commonality, connection, interest, overlap, and find our follow-up so we can move from conversation to true connection. Oh, I like that. Say that again. <laughs> what part? <laughs> the moving from conversation to connection. That's a great phrase. Yes. Have you, have you written that book yet? Uh, it's it's in these books. <laughs> okay. That's totally at least a signature talk title right there. I love that. Okay. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> um, but yes, that's always the goal. It's actually the, the third section of my, my first ever book, which was the 11 laws of likability. Um, the, the third section is how do we move from conversation to connection, right? You have the conversation, but then what? And a lot of times we come up with excuses of I'm too busy. I lost their card. They don't want to hear from me. I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to say. I have no reason to reach out. We have a million things running through our head of why we don't follow up. And I will disabuse you of all of those reasons. <laughs> and I do that in the book. And, and that last section of the book is really about thinking about the law of familiarity, right? We just want to kind of stay in somebody's mind without getting in their face. The law of giving, because we want to stay connected to people who are willing and eager to add value outwardly. And having that giving mindset really helps people become stickier, right? Because we want to stick to people who have that perspective. And the last one is the law of patience, which is not my biggest strength, <laughs> um, but understanding that we have to give things time. And that's that short-term to long-term shift we talked about earlier. Yeah, that's a bummer. Couldn't everything just happen instantly? <laughs> it, would, it would be so much more convenient. Uh, you know, and it's funny. My mom used to say, give a guy three chances. If on the first date, you're not having a good time, you're having a bad day. If on the second date, you're not having a good time, he's having a bad day. 
If on the third date, you're not having a good time, oh, you gave him a shot. And in a way, I feel like that is something we can try with new connections. It's not always instantaneous and click, 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 click. But if we think that there's potential, let's give it a couple of times to see if we can start to build something before we just give up on it. Okay. All right. I mean, now there are some people that we really should learn how to just give up on, but that's a whole different conversation. We'll have that some other time. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's do a little bit of teaching. Uh, give us one thing that most people probably aren't doing that they could really connect better and be more likable. You know, I struggle with the whole be more likable. We are all likable. And what is likable about us is different for one person than another. So we can't just put it out as, hey, here's why I'm likable. But what we can do is enable people to see what's likable about us. Um, what we can do is make sure that we are showing up with authenticity, that we are showing up open and accepting, and not just open and accepting to others, but open and accepting of ourselves. And so that we can be in a, a genuine exchange. Um, I think when we are putting on that mask in, in an environment, and and I was talking to somebody today about uh, feeling when people are over-polished, it's actually hiding insecurities. <laughs> um, like, I'm messy. I mess up. And I actually appreciate messy because it's real and it's relatable. So being a little messy out there. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I mean, I uh, my best friend actually was doing a big presentation in front of like 500 people at work. And he was, as you can imagine, a little bit nervous, like we always are, you know, and, and I was able to help him um, and just help him understand, hey, we all have verbal faux pas. We all use filler phrases like the um I just used a few seconds ago. And it was really cool because as I was texting him that literally the broadcaster, whoever it was, somebody that was a professional broadcaster used a filler phrase like an um or something like that. And I was like, see if this guy who's getting paid millions of dollars does that when he's live broadcasting, give yourself permission to just be you and just talk versus trying to make sure you don't use filler phrases and things like that. Exactly. I and mean, you said, you know, what's a tip of connecting better? It's don't try so hard in terms of being what you think somebody else wants you to be and 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 bring your best self. I always say, um, think about the qualities of yourself that you like about yourself and share them, infuse them into your interactions. When you said, how do you show up? I said, I show up with energy. That's something that people have always said that they felt from me, they see in me, and I feel good about that. So I bring it. Sometimes it's a little too much for people, and that's okay. And I, I pick up on that, and I tone it down. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Well, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give people who can't work with you? Then we're going to make them work with you. But you know, what would be the piece of advice for the folks who just want to listen to the show and move on? What could they do today to... Uh, connect a little better. Think about the people that you are already connected to and what you appreciate, admire, respect about them, and then reach out and tell them. You want to create stronger, deeper, lasting relationships 
one amazingly easy way to add value to a relationship is to give them the recognition, appreciation, admiration, or a simple thank you, because that feels so good. And who doesn't want to hear that? Absolutely. But they really do need to work with you. And so if they want to, how would they go about connecting with you and maybe even working with you? I would love to hear from your audience. And the best place to start is my website, which is Michelle with two L's, Tillis, T-I-L-L-I-S, Letterman, L-E-D-E-R-M-A-N.com. From there, you can find my LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, my blog. You can get in the show notes, we're going to have a link for some free gifts and downloads of free chapters and all the goodies that you can have. I have a LinkedIn newsletter. There's lots of ways to connect with me. Um, Lots of free content out there, but I'm also happy to have you reach out and see how I can help you directly. I love that so much. Before I let you go, give me just one more mindset thing on growing our influence and impact. So one thing that people often leave out is your own vision. So mindset number two in the connector's advantage is have a clear vision. There is no way to get faster, easier, better results, the connector's advantage, if you don't know what results you're looking for. So get clear and be willing to ask for what you want. I love that so much. Michelle, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thanks for having me on. Connectors have an advantage. They have the advantage of the fact that they're constantly mindful of and looking for ways that they can connect with other people where they can make the difference in others' lives. And in through that, growing themselves, it really is an amazing way for all of us to live, a great way to live and be a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for all of you. I hope you're looking at ways that you can build your capacity and you can be a connector and have that advantage and live as a thriving entrepreneur. Let's take a break and we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Hi, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you... I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskStevekid.com and schedule a time to talk today. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We're talking about growing through connecting. In the first segment, we talked about the capacity building and about how it helps us elevate. And then we talked about the connector's advantage and all that can do for you. And now we want to talk about some specific types of connections, some ways of networking, things that you can do to just be the best you in this world to make the difference that only you can make 
connect with other people, and all of us come together growing through connecting and living as a thriving entrepreneur. With that said, here is our next guest. Join me in welcoming Amy Poxick. Hey, Amy, how are you doing today? Hi, Steve. I'm great. So happy to be here with you. Oh, we're so glad to have you here with us. To begin us off, tell us just a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Awesome. Thank you. I am the CEO and founder of Bold Moves Coaching and the co-founder of the Women's Business League, which is a national networking community for women in business. Um, I started my career as a CPA, but went on this journey of really finding the work that I was meant to do in the world. And so I can say that after uh, trying many things, I finally found my purpose. I love the women's networking thing, in case you didn't know, and for those that didn't know listening, the radio show actually started out on the eWomen Radio Network, so um, very familiar with those kind of things. Tell us a little bit about the cool stuff about your network and the things that, that it does. I love that synergy. I didn't realize that. That's really cool. So we are a networking community just founded on the, the principles of kindness and generosity. We're women who are up to really big things and want to be supported and also want to support others. So we show up for each other um, at local chapter meetings. And our members are also part of a national community where we open doors and generate opportunities. We do a lot of education too. That's my passion and my heart. And I believe that's how we elevate is through education. And so we love to have um, different options every single month and quarter for our members to really level up and learn in all the different areas of building a business and also personal development because personal growth, I always say, your business will never outgrow you. Uh, and so we believe so strongly in always developing ourselves as much as others. And does the group meet in person or is it a virtual group? Yeah, great question. The Local chapters are in person twice a month. We do have a virtual option for those that either we don't have a local chapter or um, it just doesn't work for their schedule. So we really have something for everyone. But during those bi-monthly uh, meetings, we have an opportunity to share our wins, share our gratitude, and really ask for the resources and support that we need. How many chapters do you have now? We are at 45 chapters, if you can believe that. And we're celebrating our fifth year anniversary this month. That is huge, both the 45 chapters as well as the fifth year. So what's your favorite part about doing the networking, networking on a regular basis? I just love meeting new people. I love to see women come together and generate opportunities for each other. You know, the support um, is just unlike anything else. I We really started the Women's Business League because I was very frustrated with what was out there and what was available for women. You know, I was walking into these networking events and I was going to a lot of them really trying to network. And I felt so invisible and I felt like there was either um, clicks or I felt unwanted and welcomed. And I really wanted to flip the script on that. And um, so together with my business partner, 
we really cultivated a place for women to come bring their full authentic self uh, and a place really to be fueled. Like how many times have we gone to a networking event and just been so drained and so tired and left without anything of substance or value? And we wanted to acknowledge that our time is valuable, that we have a lot to offer. And so we wanted to create a place for women to come and be really supported and fueled. I love that. So what uh, you, you mentioned it kind of off the cuff, but can you give us some more specifics about what you do to keep it from developing into a bunch of clicks and making it so that, you know, new people that come in are are not comfortable? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So we work really hard. Every one of our chapter has two amazing chapter leaders that are guiding the meetings, that are welcoming new members, that are um, bringing in different community resources. And we work really hard at creating a culture that is built on kindness and generosity. And, and we're really clear on our values. We believe that, um, you know, by lifting up others, we're able to build up our own businesses. And that's really what we're about. It's about the relationships and putting those relationships first. And then we know that generating the business will come. Um, but just making sure that everybody is seen and heard and supported is, is our main goal. And what's so great about having a really clear mission is, as you know, a strong brand, a strong mission, it attracts the right people and it has this amazing ability to repel the wrong people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I absolutely do. And it's so important, you know, because all of us have been to that networking meeting where we were glad when it was over or found an excuse to go to the bathroom and not come back. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying anybody's ever been to a meeting like that, but but I have been. So I'm sorry for the rest of you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so then on the, uh, in between times, you know, so you get together, you have a great time, you've really created community, which I love that word in your notes, um, with the people. And then there's the couple of weeks in between, how do you keep them connected in between? Great question. So one of the things that we love to do once a month is a national call. So women hop on from all over the country and um, that's run by myself and my co-founder, Melissa Gilbo. And we come together, we do virtual networking, but really just to be um, together to start the month off strong, we'd usually do some great motivational and educational content and then have an opportunity to go into some breakout rooms to make some connections that hopefully in between our meetings, we'll be doing one-to-one -one connections. And I love those coffee dates. You know, that's a time when one-on-one -on -one or a couple of people can get together and really meet and connect with each other and talk about their journeys and their heart and their passion for the work that they do. And we know that those types of meetings, those one-to-ones are really incredible for building that relationship. You know, we want to work with people that we like and that we enjoy being around. And so getting to know each other and investing in our time and building our network and building those relationships, it's one of the best things that we can do for our businesses, certainly, but also just personally. Absolutely. So, uh, and I love the niche that you have for women. Do you have any guys that are part of your group like eWomen does or are is it exclusively women only? 
you know, we are women only at this time. Yeah. Um, but I have to say we've got, you know, no knock on the guys. I, um, I always joke. I'm, I have two, I'm raising two gentlemen, right. I've got two young boys. Um, and I am so grateful that we have just the support of amazing, um, male counterparts in, in different capacities, whether it be, you know, my husband, whether it be, um, some of the, you know, contractors we've used. And it's certainly been incredible to see the support that we receive from just men that believe in, in supporting women. And I agree with that completely. That is interesting because, you know, I spent probably almost a year uh, going to the meetings, even, you know, we were going to two or three, but then I would sit in the room the whole time while she was actually in the networking event, you know, and we'd meet with people for lunch afterwards or dinner that evening or what have you. But um, so, yeah, absolutely. I totally encourage the concept of encouraging that. So give us a little insight for somebody who's like, well, I want to be part of Bold Moves. Um, what would they experience uh, their first time in the door? Yeah, great question. So um, Bold Moves is actually my platform where I business coach women. And these are really, it's a program really designed for women that want to scale up and grow, women that have a big vision for their lives and their businesses that want to make an incredible income and also want to have a big impact in the world. And I really come alongside them to grow their personal brand and step into their confidence in a really big way. So we do a lot of mindset work, a lot of accountability, a lot of strategy. And then we also get into the brass tacks of business building, everything from marketing to sales to operational efficiency finance, you name it, but really putting those systems in place so that the business can grow and you can enjoy your life at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. So when a person wants to first start working with you, do you just encourage them to go to one of your network meetings first, or do you have kind of a, a way to bring them into the Bold Moves family as well? Or how does that usually work for somebody who's just now hearing about you for the first time? Yeah, I always like to meet people where they are. So, you know, I always say there's seasons in life, there's seasons in business, and in different seasons, we need different things. And so if a woman is looking for a really rich community where she can get a lot of support and wants to really get her name out there, I love to have her come visit a, a Women's Business League chapter meeting and really get plugged into a supportive community. Um, if you know, I have an opportunity to chat with a woman and she's really feeling like maybe she's feeling lonely in her business or like she's gotten her business to a certain point on her own, but doesn't know how to get to that next level, or she really is bursting with potential or wants to have a big impact in the world, but doesn't know how to walk that out. That's a great, um, opportunity to welcome her into some coaching through bold moves. So, you know, I just believe that we need different things at different parts in our journey and wherever it is, is the perfect time. And it's, it's all good. Love that perfectly. So for the people who want to just kind of pop into one of the networking meetings, what, uh, 
and it's probably going to be hard to name all 45 of them, but can you give us <laughs> kind of general areas of where they are and where you'd like to go next? Yeah, absolutely. So we were started just north of Boston. That's where I'm from. And we have really heavy in um, Massachusetts and New Hampshire and Maine. Um, and we are also in uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, and in, in a few other states. But I would love if anyone is interested, head to our website, womensbusinessleague.com, and you can see a full list of our chapters. It's also a great place to check out our virtual community called The Circle, um, just to see if it's something that you're interested in. We'd love to welcome you. We've got new member info sessions happening every other month, um, and we'd love to learn more about you. And for the folks who would like to join you in Bold Moves, how do they get in contact with you for that? Excellent. So the website for that is bold-moves.com. I'd love to have you there. I also am in love with my new email newsletter that I just started. I'm doing a ton of high flame content that's really aimed at helping women scale up and grow. So if you're interested in some inspiration for your inbox, would love to have you join my email newsletter. Again, bold-moves.com. And um, you can also reach out to us at hello at bold-moves.com. Well, before I can let you go, I need you to give us some words of encouragement. A lot of times, especially, you know, after all we went through the last couple of years, people are a little bit timid to go back out and start reconnecting with people. Can you give us some words of encouragement about the power of connection? Absolutely. I would just say this. Your network truly is your net worth, and it's the most it offers the highest ROI. So if you only have limited time, like we all do, we're all really busy, but you have some time to invest into yourself personally and into your business, definitely consider growing your network with really high quality um, people that want to help you as much as they want to receive from you. And building those relationships is going to enrich your life and it will propel your business forward. But lead with a giving hand. Think about um, creating value for others and building those relationships. And I guarantee it will have a lasting impact. That is perfect. Well, Amy, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Great, great group. And I do encourage those of you that are in that area to check out the Women's Business League and see if you can grow through the connections that you make there and if it'll help you be and thrive more in all that you do in your life and your business. Let's take one last commercial break and then we'll come back to close off the show here on Thriving Entrepreneur. But don't go away because we will be back. Hi, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. 
I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you, I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskStevekid.com and schedule a time to talk today. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We're talking about growing through connecting. We talked about capacity building, the connector's advantage, and how to make bold moves to be able to come together in a networking group like the Women's Business League and really connect with people. We find ourselves growing. We find our community growing. Our leads are approach, our influence, all of that grows when we connect with other people. Growing through connection is one of the greatest, easiest, most effective, and sometimes most difficult ways that we can grow our business, our network, and yes, even our lives. And I encourage you to take on the um, challenge sometimes, but always advantage of growing through connecting. It is something that you will never regret doing. There may be people that you connect with that you'll, um, I don't know, unconnect with, and that's okay too. But for the most part, you're going to find that as you reach out, as you look for ways to connect with like-minded people, you will meet some incredibly cool people in your life. I remember being at the uh, E-Women's International Conference, and I got to sit down and interview Matthew Knowles. Um, and that was a great interview. That was amazing. I love that. And you can find that episode. If you go way back, if you scroll way back on the site, you can uh, you can see the interview that I did with Matthew. But even cooler than that was the next day I was standing out in the lobby uh, you know, right outside of the doors of the main conference. And, and Matthew happened to be standing there, and him and I struck up a conversation, you know, just as dads, uh, dads with grown daughters, and we talked about things. And, and it was just such a cool conversation. It wasn't like, you know, he was dropping some kind of insider information on Beyonce, or, you know, I was spilling trash on my children. We were just two guys who were parents of children that we loved that sometimes were difficult and sometimes were amazing but always we were their daddies and no matter how big they got that was always going to be true and it was such a wonderfully genuine connection and I just love that time that I got to spend with him and I didn't really say that to name drop um, other than the fact that being a person whose name you may recognize or at very least your his daughter you recognize her name it was so cool, the power of the connection, the sameness between the two of us, in spite of the differences in the lives we had led and in who we are as people, we had those connective tissues of being fathers and of loving our children and, and of the ups and the downs that we'd been through in life and in business and in parenting. Um, and often we find that when we reach out in that connection, 
we find somebody is just like us. You see, the thing about it is, and this is a really interestingly scary concept in psychology, but all of us, when we go through trauma, we tend to isolate. We tend to feel like we're going through something that no one else has ever been through before. I remember sitting in the room with my then mother-in-law, um, a room full of people on chemotherapy. All of them had cancer. And as you spoke to each one of them, every single one of them had a very similar story. And that was about how alone they felt and how they really felt like no one really understood how they felt. It was a room full of people all going through a similar kind of thing, all feeling very much alone and lonely and in need of somebody else in their life. And I encourage you that as you reach out, those parts of your life that feel alone and lonely and like nobody could understand, they can become so empowering and you can free yourself of some of those stories when you simply just grow through connection. Growing through connecting is so powerful, so amazing, and it's something that every single one of us can do. No matter what your education level, where you come from, the race, creed, color, you know, any of those kind of things, none of that matters. It's just simply a matter of reaching out to somebody and connecting with them, being genuinely interested in them and genuinely vulnerably and valuably, there's that phrase again, sharing yourself with the world because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I know I say that every week at the ending, but it's still true and it always will be because the you that is you is created on purpose, is strong and powerful, amazingly important to this world. And we're so glad that you're here. But what we need for you to do is to share you. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to work with you to write that book. You'll hear the commercial one more time and you can schedule a time to come and talk with me. You need to get your words out there. You need to do it because there is such a purpose and a plan for you. There's a world out there that's needing exactly who you are, searching for who and what you are, just waiting for you to connect with them. And together, you'll both be growing through connecting with one another. And then you'll find yourselves in such a better place, growing through connecting and living and loving and living as a thriving entrepreneur. Until we're together again next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. My name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people 
that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you, I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskStevekid.com and schedule a time to talk today.